0: welcome to power tools to success this is a show about overcoming adversity and making a difference your host philip Rampisa, interviews guests from all walks of life to help you succeed welcome to power
1: tools to success this is a show where we speak to people that have overcome adversity and made a difference We occasionally also give you tools and speak to experts that can help you on your success journey. Today, I'm going to be talking to Tidiso Mahange, who's got quite an inspirational story. Tidiso, welcome to the show. How are you, man? I'm doing well, Philip. How are you doing, man? Great. Great. So you've been, I mean, growing up and was that in, in Gatlehong in Johannesburg? Yes,
2: in Cieti Katlehong.
1: Yeah, so um, yeah. Uh, growing up in Katlehong, you've gone quite serious experiences that most people wouldn't experience. Can you tell us about mm. that?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, sure. So I don't even know where to start, but maybe just a high level summary. So I grew up in Katlehong, Tieti. um, one of the rulers of Cieti. <laughs> I'd love to say more like Alexandra people when you're referring to Alexandra they get um, the idea of how serious and dangerous the place can be so yeah I grew up in Katlehong Um, by the age 13 I was pretty much staying alone because of some of the issues I experienced growing up Um, so before actually going to Katlehong I was in Mozambique that's where I was born with my grandmother and then she passed on when I was around five six and I had to move to south africa to stay with my mom whom at the time was with their my stepdad and my stepdad didn't really treat me well which is why i went through most of the trauma that i went through in life but yeah other than that um i think at the eight at around grade seven that's when my teachers realized the change in behavior i was different from other kids and stuff like that and they started telling me about things like mental abuse emotional abuse even though it wasn't physical, it, it's still um, a big issue to a child's growth. So a few teachers tried to adopt me, but they failed back then. And then, yeah, I had to move out and find a way on my own. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's about it. That's about the summary story of how I actually grew up.
1: Yeah. So as, as you were growing up with your mom yeah. and your stepdad, um, mm-hmm. I mean... You know wasn't there like an adult or a family member or and did your mom just watch as 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 your stepdad wasn't treating you well what, what did exactly your stepdad do um if that doesn't make you feel bad but it, it'd be great for for you to just say it you know and just and just talk about it if it is okay
2: yeah so maybe i can mention a few things um So I can't really remember if my mom watched or what, or she was part of it. But also as I grew up and grew older and went through psychology and therapy. um, So my therapist made me realize that it might not have been um, a case where she was just watching and not doing anything. But sometimes you've got to be at certain stages or positions in life where you can't get out because maybe she was there in that situation, dependent on the guy. To actually provide for her so she couldn't really do much so for me he did well i thought maybe those are just normal things where you ask for something you don't get where you go to school hungry you come back the only thing you eat is dinner sometimes you don't even eat um sometimes you'll be sent to go buy alcohol and cigarettes at like weird times on friday 10 pm 11 pm that time you're in primary you think it's normal but then as now, people actually explain some of the things that are not normal for a child to go through. That's when you realize. And sometimes, yeah, you weren't allowed to go out and play with other kids, which is one of the issues I think I still suffer from now. I'm I'm, I'm awkward when it comes to social spaces and stuff. I love my personal space, being alone and things like that. So yeah, I, I'm not sure if my mom just watched and did nothing or it was a matter of she couldn't do much because she was forced to be in that situation and also growing up in a place like Home where if you don't have anything you kind of depend on people to do for you and therefore you can't do anything else to to fight with such people or to be on the bed books if i may say
1: yeah well circumstances hey eh? because you know at times maybe for other people it's just easy to judge but sometimes people are in situations for a reason and adults like you're saying maybe your mom was dependent on your dad for her existence and you know such complications yeah. do happen did your dad shout at you and uh, beat you
2: um i think he your stepdad sorry once. not your dad yeah. Your
1: stepdad yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah i think shouting it was it was it was a common thing in the house so i I thought maybe that was his the way he was um beating me i wouldn't I wouldn't say so he just beat me once um yeah, I can't remember I think I was playing and he told me not to do whatever I was doing, and then he just beat me up, but yeah, that was once he never really laid a hand on me without any proper cause yeah
1: so there you were in uh, TAT in Gatlehun and you were yeah. growing up in this difficult circumstances mm-hmm. and you are surrounded by alcohol gangs drugs and but you're still not doing drugs and alcohol yeah how did you manage
2: that <laughs> i think um the most part it's the same person who's in the call so I had a friend Well, I still, he's still here. So a friend of mine, Geleto, um, a we were close friends back when I was in grade seven. And then I used to spend most of my time with him. And then I'd spend some of the time at his house. So his mom actually adopted me. And that's why, that's how I'm here. So his mom is- And that's the same person that's on the call um no but this person that's on the call is sisters with the mom
1: oh okay yeah so so (laughs) okay so let me get this let me get this you had a friend yes and the friend's name was yeah yeah so gelato's mom adopted you yes uh, you then oh,
2: took me in because we didn't really have like proper procedures of going to <laughs> home affairs or whatever because that was difficult um, a lot of people tried um, in high school two of my teachers tried and in grade my grade three teacher Ms. also tried so it was pretty hard because my mom was in the space so whenever um, psychologists would come and ask her things she pretend as if everything was okay. So it was hard for them to actually get approval and stuff.
1: Yeah, and I totally understand that. I mean, like, I grew up in a rural village. So, mm. I mean, <laughs> a child just goes and lives to with a neighbor or a relative. yeah. And there's no formal, you know, uh, mm. processes that are followed. Um, so, uh, Gelota's mom adopted you and you lived with them for how long
2: it's been a decade now wow would you say
1: that is what saved you from um just you know giving up on your life and 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 doing all negative things
2: yeah so it, it it played a huge role i won't lie um so i don't know if it wasn't for them i would have maybe moved in with one of my teachers but i think yes 90 percent of the of, of of my survival was through them so yes okay so you lived with them quite a number of years
1: were you living with them when you were in high school um throughout yeah, so your started, high school
2: yeah so during the week i'd be in my shack alone and then on weekends i'd go to gelato's place yeah yeah you actually they didn't tell us about being on your shack alone I mean, now we've spoken <laughs> about
1: you living with your abusive yeah. stepfather and here we are. We're talking about Gilles' mom adopting you, but you haven't mm. told
2: us, man, about living in a shack. How old were you then? Um, so I was in grade six when I started staying alone. So that's when I moved out from home. Um, sure. That was quite tough, actually. So it was a corner house shack, Um and opposite it, it was a shibin, like a popular tavern so people would come from the tavern and, they, and then pass by there make noise and stuff like that but um, I think I had to survive and through God obviously protecting me and some people in the community knew that actually in that small corner shark there is someone so like your what do you call these people the straight community and stuff like that that actually look at the shark if everything as well and if something happens by the tavern one of the community leaders would actually come check up on me and stuff, so it was it wasn't safe. But for me, it was like it's normal. I haven't really been exposed to anything else. So kikokasi, that's how people are, you know. So yeah, for me then you were sixteen great. then. Yo, Did you no, say you were um, sixteen, grade then? six? No, I wasn't grade six. So just yeah, around I mean, eleven, younger. twelve. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I mean. what was your daily routine like? And I'm asking that because I'm trying to make a connection and understand what it was like for you because most young kids after school get home, do their homework and they have dinner at seven or after six, whichever time the parents give them dinner and Mm. then they sleep and then they go to school the next day with a... lunchbox and they have breakfast and they go to school your routine uh, being (laughs) as young as 11 or 12 years old and living alone in a shack what was that like
2: yeah so i didn't really have like a daily routine or anything like that so for me it was you go to school so i was actually quite fortunate that when it comes to books i can see things i can add one plus one and get the two so for me school wasn't that thing already you'll know, come back and you have to do homework and stuff like that so from school whenever we close the books at school it's done i'll see it tomorrow and then when you get home coca would play marbles for like 10 20 cents so whoever scores between the, the day and other, you get the money so that was that and then i learned pool then so we used to bet like five front per person per game so whenever you win you have 10 runs and stuff so that's when I started developing those skills to hustle so I think on a Friday to Sunday we'd play pool from like 5pm until like midnight so it was normal limajita and then during the week um, I had a friend as well Bonte. so him and I we were in choirs I think for the rest of our lives um, we started singing in like grade 2 so just chill and sing together So yeah, back in primary school, there wasn't any routine, not that there was any in high school, but then at around grade nine, um, I founded an organization called Uluwazi Ulubanzi Academy. So then I started seeing, okay, you need like a structure of some sort because I was teaching. So after school, you have to go to maybe another school to teach two people maths. And then from there on weekends, you teach this person um after school we have like study groups and stuff like that so that's when the mentality came about okay cool you need now some sort of a timetable rather than a routine and then at around grade 11 grade 10 that's when we people started talking about varsities i didn't even dream of going to varsity i didn't know what it was but then my sister well um as we chatting about diversity options and stuff i wanted to go to oxford which is one of the few universities I applied to, and then I couldn't afford it. Um, Luckily enough, I was accepted to UCT, and I remember the day before I went to UCT, I was at VETS, I already registered at VETS for Actual Sciences, and then I called her, I was like, sis, I need to go to UCT, I want to go to UCT. For me, it was an excitement of going to Cape Town, because I think back in, primary school I went to Durban through math olympiads so I was representing Gauteng and it was one of the final math competitions so I went to Durban but then now the excitement of going to Cape Town you know you see another province and which is something that also saved me because moving from Gauteng, the Gauteng space it it opened my brain it opened my mind to think beyond Home, to think beyond Gauteng and to even think beyond South Africa as a whole, so I want to travel the world and do other things, you know? So I think, yeah, um, there's a lot of things that played a huge role in, in, in my life, but mostly it was it was the family and also as you grow, that's when you start realizing or you need a daily routine, you need a schedule for certain things. So yeah, back in primary, there wasn't any. I developed it around high school through varsity.
1: <laughs> Dude. I mean, if you were admitted for actuarial sciences, that makes you a genius in my eyes.
2: <laughs> no, I'm
1: not. But, but I've, I've <laughs> met smarter people than me. <laughs> but, but I think in many people's eyes, you you, you should also uh, you should also be seen as a genius because, I mean, I remember actuarial science when I when I went to vids, mm. you needed at least a distinction in maths. A, like oh, wow. a, that was simple. Man. <laughs> 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 man, so you're a genius that lived alone in a shack, and you, wow, really, truly inspirational. Uh, so you you winded up going to UCT, yeah. and but before I ask you about that, was the when um, Geleso's mom adopted you? Mm -hmm. What led to that? Was there a key moment that resulted in her decision to adopt you?
2: Um, So we met through church, right? So every day after church, she'd she'd, think, yeah, before I started visiting her every weekend, she'd she'd see the change in behavior because I was always excited to go to church to meet them. But then after church, when we were supposed to separate, I'd actually hold back sometimes it starts stupid conversations and we chat until like 6-7 pm and then she'll tell me dude we need to take a taxi and stuff like that so i think it was a thing for her as an adult to be like no man this 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 is not normal no one can actually chat and not be excited about going home and stuff like that so as i started visiting her opening up about my story it became a thing okay every weekend you come here and then every school holidays, we'll go to Game, which is where the family houses, and that's where we spend like our Christmas and stuff.
1: Wow. And how did you get to go to UCT? How did the opportunity <laughs> come about?
2: Okay. So, as I was in grade 11, um, people started talking about applying to varsities and stuff. And then I was chatting to my sister, Buelana, about it. Or, hey, yo. It's time to go to Varsity and she was excited about it, she like, dude, go to Varsity, be someone even better than me. Because I look up to her a lot. Um, she told me, Yo, you shouldn't look, uh, um, look up to me. I want you to be better than what I am. And then me looking at her, I was like, but what is better? You, you, you're the boss lady. Like, even now, <laughs> I still look up to her. I want to be her, but she still tells me everything like, nah, dude, Jim bigger than me, look beyond me. Um, Hmm. You are smart, you can do whatever you wanna do. So in grade 11, um, a friend of mine, I didn't really have your internet, the laptops and stuff. So as we are applying, I applied to VADS, UJ, and then Oxford. Oxford, I was just taking chances, gauging or not. And then a friend of mine was like, nah, dude, if there's one varsity in south africa that deserves uct i'm like okay i don't know what uct is then i called well on the same day spoke about it she's like actually uct is a great thing it's in cape town you can go there start over start a new life and stuff like that and i got excited about you know what now we're starting over starting a new life and then asked my friend to apply and then two weeks later she sent me a screenshot well not a screenshot she sent me a text like, dude, uh, you got a conditional offer from UCT because she was applying for me during those processes where they were giving offers and stuff like that for grade 11 marks. And she told me, ah, you got, you know, your offer. And I asked her, did you apply for yourself? I thought maybe I'd love but that didn't happen. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then in metric, we wrote your June, and then after sending June results, I think Vets gave me a second conditional offer and then UCT also. And then prelim results, then that's when they start accepting people and you start getting the communications and stuff like that. Now they're just waiting for final results to confirm. And then now, after the results were out, confirmations and stuff like that, I was at Katlehong Le Tuk Secondary School, I'm the number one guy, everyone's just excited, people are talking about me and all that. So now I'm puzzled, which varsity do I go to? No bursary, no nothing. And then I went to vets and registered at vets, um, vets, and I think I started the strike with Um because vets didn't want to give me NSFAS. and then they were just chilling there, the EFF guys, and then we we're talking, and they'd be like, Nah, you're gonna get NSFAS, this and that, and you qualify for NSFAS, so we don't see why not. And then finally we got it, and then I registered for the XI, and then. Behind VETS there was Liberty. I think, yeah, there is Liberty and KPMG there. I went to the Liberty offices and then Liberty told me, nah, dude, um, we already closed for applications. We are finding five people here, five people at UCT. And then that was it. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to VETS. And then I got a call from the director of Tutuga that evening. She's like, "Um, dude, you are supposed to be registering at UCT. You know that. I was like, what? Why? For what? She's like, yeah, you got into a passare. You applied for it in grade 11. We gave you a passare, but since you don't have an email and anything like that, so we couldn't communicate with you. But you have to go to UCT. And that same day, that's when I actually called Will and I was like, dude, I need to go to UCT. Wow. And then her being a sister, she made plans. And then the following day, I was on a bus to Cape Town. Wow. Wow.
1: Amazing. Yo. What, what did your metric results look like?
2: I'm just curious. <laughs> they, they were decent. They weren't bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a few distinctions there and there, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How many in total? Um, five. Five distinctions? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a distinction in physical science and maths and all these subjects that most people struggle about?
2: Yeah, those are basics. Those are like calculus <laughs> stuff and calculating things, so <laughs> so I didn't do physical sciences then. I was doing your know, oh, business man, man. business wow. subject. So yeah. And it was accounting, economics, um, business studies, so yeah. Those are pretty basic as well. So yeah. <laughs> Get wow, to push my you, confidence.
1: you are amazing, and you got the opportunity to go to UCT,
2: yeah,
1: and which you didn't mess up, eh? Which you you didn't mess up because you are graduating soon.
2: I have graduated um, already. Yes, so it was a virtual thing, yeah. But I'm hoping for the masters I'll get to work no stage. man it's a graduation you you've got your certificate <laughs> in business science
1: yes what yes, is I business science anyway is there like complicated statistics or i mean i know science but what is business science? um
2: so business sciences it's is it complicated i wouldn't say complicated but yeah so when you get a business science degree you have an equivalent of an honors degree so yes business science you do more hard courses Number one, you do, okay, it's more hard courses and, okay, yeah, compared to a BCom degree, it's just hard. So a lot of people never go to business science. Um, You do a lot of statistics, you do a lot of mathematics. So business science, I think it's business science, finance. So for me, it was finance and stats, um, business science, actual sciences and business science analytics. So those are kind of the top courses at UCT that you can do. So for me, I started with a BCom degree because I had Tutuga and Tutuga didn't want me to do a lot of math courses. So in order for me to switch from Tutuga to NSFAS, I had to take electives in maths and stats, which I did in the first year. And then second year, Tutuga complained about my bill and they dropped me. And then from there, that's when I switched then to business science, because I always wanted to do business, no, I always wanted to do XI. And then my sister was like, yes, you're doing exercise. So in second year, when we changed, she was happy. I was happy. And I was doing something that I'm enjoying. Not that I didn't enjoy accounting, but I needed something to change and to complement myself. Because even today, I still play your number games, your Sudoku, on my laptop. There's a lot of mathematical games that I play. I still have my math textbooks. Whenever I'm bored, I just do maths. So for me, I needed something mathematical in order for me to survive, so yeah. You know what? So awesome. when I hear the word stats, <laughs> yeah, patay <laughs> Same time.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> now I did. I mean, I did stats on, on my MBA. Yeah. And yo, oh, man, ah, uh, yeah, that was that was tough. <laughs> that was tough. So, yeah. so man, look, you you are amazing and uh, you are a true inspiration. So what are you, I mean, so what are you looking forward to um, in the next, well, few years?
2: Um, sure. Obviously, personal growth, personal development. Um, I'm an aspiring philanthropist, so giving back to the community um, but what's close to my heart more than anything at the Ulwazi Academy. So, I think you've muted me there. Um no, sorry, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm listening.
2: <laughs> yeah, so for me, above anything else, I think it would be building that school, so I, I want to build a school. For kids in the townships where I grew up, for them to have a taste of what it is to go to a private school, Number one, because I've experienced that from UCT. UCT is like a private school, um, and kids from backgrounds like myself, they suffer there. And if you don't have friends, if you don't have the luxury of psychologists and stuff like that, it even gets worse. And those are things that they don't tell us in varsity. Those are the things that are hidden. So for me, yeah, I think I look forward into the future. I look forward to Ulwazi Academy and the things that we're gonna do for the community um yeah just changing the lives of blacks not through just education so within uluazi we also teach entrepreneurship i'm not an expert there but i've i've i've, I've done a lot of odd jobs man i think under my title through varsity and high school i've got about 30 40 odd jobs that i did your promotions for samsung you, you name them so i think I've, I've developed a few skills that i am able to teach Um, I know that for a startup, you don't need a big proposal at the beginning. You just need to know sales, you know, things like that. So we teach entrepreneurship as well. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. And I can't share much now, but we're still fighting with the government to get it registered at a school so that we can start doing bigger things than we are now.
1: But, you Mm -hmm. here you are. I mean, you have a degree in business science and... Mm -hmm. You don't want me to call you a genius, but I think you're a
2: genius.
1: (laughs) And you're talking about philanthropy Mm. and helping kids experience good education in private school. Why is that?
2: Um, Okay, a lot of people with degrees, but they want to have money. They want to climb the corporate ladder and stuff. Obviously, that's wild. That's good. That's nice, but when I grew up, I didn't have money. I think also Buelo taught me a very important lesson because he was giving me like your pocket money and stuff. And as I went to varsity, she stopped. So she just gave me money when I needed things um, rather than giving you like your pocket money every month. So for me, it's okay, cool. There is another so somewhere called CET who doesn't have anyone, who doesn't have anything, who doesn't know anything about money. I still don't know a lot about money, Um, And I lived my life without money. So for me, it doesn't make sense to chase more money rather than helping the community. Because even the education system in SA is messed up. So me with my degree, I've learned a lot of things and I can try not to fight the system, but I can fix it however small I can and just make sure other people get to experience a better life.
1: Wow. Wow. So any final words? to people that are currently experiencing difficulties and maybe they want to be able to get through various challenges mm. and be able to be as successful as you are. Any final words?
2: Sure. Now you're making me a motivational speaker. I was trying to avoid <laughs> this question. Um, <laughs> I think on an interview that I did got December they asked me the same thing and it was hard because i don't i don't know how to motivate a person for me a lot of people think i'm a cyborg because i do whatever i want to do and get it done whenever so for a person who doesn't have like a mind like cd source or who's struggling and they just need that light i would say hold on um god is watching over you like he was watching over me number one number two just it's hard to tell a person to believe in themselves, especially when you can pretty much spend a whole week without food. So you don't see the value or, or rather the worth of living. So hold on to whatever little piece of faith that you have and best believe there is an angel called Siliso or whoever God is going to send to actually bless you. Um, there is blessings as long as you believe, as long as you don't give up. Um, God is always watching over you and he's, he's going to make a plan. He, he he made a plan for me. Um, now I can live comfortably, and God will will, will make the same plan for you. And I, I'm coming for you. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna find you, young lad or young lady, whoever you are. Just know that Sidiso is watching over you. God is watching over you, and one of the two will come raise you up as well.
1: Thank you so much, my man, and thank you for having been a part of our show. And you are truly an inspiration. Thank you so
2: much. Um, man, thank you for having me. I want to be you. I saw <laughs> the profile and I was like, this guy wants to interview me. I have nothing under my title. You pretty much have everything. You've even wrote a book. Maybe you might call of mine. Who knows? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'm
1: truly flattered, man. But yeah, thanks. God bless you. And yeah, um, hopefully we can we can do this sometime again in the future. I think
2: you've got yeah. great work ahead of you. Thank you so much, man, for coming through to the show. No, thank you so much for having me, man. This is, this was amazing. I'm looking forward to the next one. Uh, let Just before I say goodbye, I've got five minutes. Yeah.
1: And sure. I want to unmute Puelanu. And I want to ask you just one <laughs> question because Spoilano is very close to you. I want to ask her mm. what is the one thing that she learn from you
2: oh even the person that's on the call now she's been a best friend throughout my university life so maybe get their perspective both of them we'll see i'm interested yeah. to hear this as well I've,
1: I've got five minutes so they're just gonna have to do two minutes each come on guys okay. unmute and yeah. and 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 tell me the one thing you you Guys, kind
0: of <laughs> <Because> no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So yeah, okay, guys, Gwena and Puelano, I've got now what five minutes. In one minute, I want each of you to just say what the greatest thing you've learned from Tidiso is.
0: Gwena you go first. <laughs> you guys, you're putting me on a <laughs> 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 um, but and prepared speech, um, no, Sam, the first thing that comes into mind is fighting for your dreams. So, if anything, Tidiso has taught me to buy for my dreams and to also not to confirm to conform to society norms like if you want to go and be wild, go and be wild, get your dreams and whatever that you want to do and at the end of the day the society or the environment around you will eventually adjust so that's one thing that I love about him that he's always challenging himself he doesn't look at the environment the island, Coyona, but he goes for whatever that he wants and he has a really good heart um, and always putting people first. So that's the one thing that I've learned, and that's also one thing that I love about him. So yeah, <laughs> that's it for me.
1: Thanks, Gwena. Poel, I know you're 10. You've got a minute, a minute.
0: All right. Hi, Philip. I've not even here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Steve, by the way. But hey, so I want to just talk about um. Hossi. This is all about him. If Focus was a person that's hosted for you hey uh, out as he calls himself and he is such a hard worker literally like you say he has a schedule every day he wakes up at five because we we with him now he wakes up at five every day he goes to sleep at 10 and he has such a dedicated schedule every day i mean you know he hardly takes breaks to just play and i tell him you know what you're pushing yourself too hard just relax once in a while wind down but the guy is focused he is working his skill he's working on his this ula's thing because like he said it's really close to his heart so i mean big ups to him and um, i think he deserves everything that he's got so far and i see the sky is the limit for this guy he says he's gonna travel the world definitely he is gonna travel the world Um so yeah we're rooting for him we're here to support him with everything that he needs and i mean He's an inspiration to us as well and the kids around. So, yeah, that's us.
1: Thanks, Puelano. And thank you so much, guys, for all of you coming through to the show. Um, May God truly bless you. Thank you.
2: Thank you for having us, man. Well, you've had it all
1: right here on Power Tools. Remain inspired. Move all mountains and obstacles that stand in the way of your success. Do not dare give up on yourself and your dreams. Thank you for joining us.
0: To consult, reach us, or subscribe to our newsletter, please visit www.philiprampisa.com.